0: Hello and welcome to the Laughing Place Podcast. We're recording on Slurpee Day 2019. Hope everyone's having a great Slurpee. My name is Fanboy. We are joined with Kyle. Hello. And Alex. Hi. So, I swear this is the first time in a long time we don't have like a special topic or, you know, we're just going to talk Disney. (laughs) No big major announcements and, well... Old school. Yeah, so... Hope you enjoy the ride. We're going to talk movies. We're going to talk parks. And we're going to talk... Oh, that's about it. Um, so, Alex, as a resident movie reviewer, I wanted yeah. you to talk about the next big Disney movie that's coming out. <gasps> what do you think about Stuber?
1: Oh. Actually, um, I was quite surprised by Stuber. Now, I mean, I want to say that Stuber is not the type of film that I normally go to see in my thirties. It's the kind of thing I would have been um, really likely to seek out in my like late teens and early twenties. But I really did grow out of this kind of film a long time ago. And the few, and what kind
0: of film is that?
1: It's like a a a male driven action comedy. Um, a good example would be like Rush Hour or um, I would even lump dodgeball into it, even though that one's more of a sports film. You know, the the humor is a little crass. It really finds humor in some, like, um, wildly painful moments that, that shouldn't be funny, um, but they make it so. And, uh, I mean, I loved the Rush Hour films when I was, and Shanghai, Shanghai Nights, Shanghai Noon. I think those were the two. Um, you know, that's the kind of film that I feel like this is, and... I kind of grew out of these. I don't know why. Um, But I really do like Kumail Nanjiani, and I follow him on Twitter. Um, I haven't seen a lot of... Like, I never saw The Big Sick. I'm a little bit behind. Um, I know that was his really big um, film a couple years ago. It was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Um, But I just really like him as a comedian. I really like his um, Twitter personality. So I I was not, like, begrudging that I had to see this. But I wasn't really excited by it, um, and it's it's really really funny. It's a good buddy film. I mean, fanboy. It's not his type of film either. And um, I recall you laughing pretty hard, and and oh yeah, not, I enjoy This is totally yourself. a
0: movie I have only seen because it's you know Disney, but um,
1: I thoroughly enjoyed it. And Dave Bautista is the other counterpart. He's a, um, a detective in the beginning, and, and this is not a spoiler if you've seen any trailers, but he loses his partner, who is, um, it's Hashtag It's All Connected, played by Karen Ellen, who's uh, Nebula in the Guardians of the Galaxy Avengers series. So they're co-stars in previous films. And so they have this little moment together in the beginning of the film, and then she disappears. And so kind of the inciting incident is he has corrective eye surgery, um, and that same day gets a lead on the um, person who killed his partner. So it's kind of a vendetta, but he can't So he needs to use Uber for the very first time in his life. And um, Kumail plays Stu, who has this kind of jerk of a boss at the home goods store or sporting goods store that he uh, works at by day, um, who nicknames him Stuber. And so that's where the film's title comes from. You know, but it's, it's, it's cute. It's predictable. You kind of know exactly where this is going, but what's not predictable are some of the kind of wildly outrageous moments that they go through. And it really does have probably the, the most hard laugh out loud moments I've had in a movie theater in the 2010s. I can't think of another movie that made me like kind of jump out of my seat, probably annoy the people in front or behind me um, due to the, the, loudness at which I was laughing so that's stuber and i recommend it it's rated r it is you know if you are a sensitive um, disney fan who who doesn't seek out much non disney content because it offends you stay far away from stuber um but uh, otherwise if you enjoy R-rated comedies, um, and I would say even if you don't necessarily enjoy this type of um, testosterone-heavy action comedy film, you'll probably still like Stuber. It's it's very relatable, and I will say, David Bautista, um, you know, the the role isn't too far out of his acting comfort zone, but it does have more emotional depth than I've ever seen him give before, and I thought he did a terrific job. <laughs> Are you going to see Stuber, Kyle?
2: Probably not, but I mean, I'm going to be flying in a few months, so Maybe.
1: And if not, it might be on the Hulu slash Disney Plus
2: combined subscription service one day. You mean Disney Max? <laughs> or is it Disney Goofy because it's for adults?
1: Oh, oh. waka waka. So, Alex, you said Stuber is predictable.
0: The, but the, not the, as predictable as the other film we're going to talk about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Lion King. The Lion King. The live-action uh, quote-unquote uh, can we all just agree to call it live action just for
1: sure <laughs> um, um, but I will say it is a live action type movie and I borrow from Disney parks because they never say Space Mountain's a roller coaster. they say Space Mountain is a roller coaster type ride, and you know the rest of the spiel fanboy. go shut sudden turns, drops and stops Psst. Thank you so cool. um yeah it's a live action type movie and spoiler alert if you've seen the 1994 animated film you've already seen this one um it's very very faithful it really doesn't take many creative liberties and i don't want to ruin any of the new stuff um not that there's much of it but those are kind of the moments that um you kind of live for when you're seeing it um but really what it does it's 2 hours rather than 90 minutes so it does kind of it it approaches the cinematography like a live action film it it lingers on establishing shots it really takes its time with things and it allows the emotional moments to kind of linger so um for example the death of mufasa wait spoiler alert yeah it's an Can exciting... you just spoil like the big act 2 um at the end of act 1 if anything that's like where the curtain would close to start act 2 um, uh, l- 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 okay if i ruined the lion king for you if you're the one disney fan who has never seen it i am so very sorry you should stop listening or fast forward 5 to 10 minutes in the podcast right now
0: um, i like how you 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 went to act 2 as if it was a movie i mean a musical instead of the three act structure of a film
1: no, no, no! I was doing the three-act structure of a. Uh, well, I guess most most plays are two acts. You're right, but okay. it's the it's end of act one. End of act one is Mufasa perishes. Okay. And end of act two is Simba rediscovers who he is, and then act three is the climax. Um, at any rate, like that moment, the the music even slows down. I just reviewed the soundtrack so like the Hans Zimmer score for the the stampede um, slows down slower than it is in the animated film to then give Simba that moment with Mufasa lasts a little longer he curls up into him and it it takes you know it it feels like a good chunk of time in, in that moment until Scar comes back into the picture and and says what he says that causes Simba to run away Um, so like there's little things, which spoiler alert is run away. I already told everyone to skip if they hadn't seen it. Um, so it's, you know, I mean, but, but what I will say is there's some really fun things, particularly that Timon and Pumbaa do that are different or, or fresh, um, that, that really make it great. I really like a lot of the acting performances as well. Um, be prepared is probably the most changed song of them all. Um, and like another another kind of benefit of seeing it in this live action type release is the big climax battle at Pride Rock is much bigger and epic than it is in the animated film. But again, if you've seen the animated film, you have seen this film. But its I still think it's one of the like must-see in cinema moments of 2019. So I encourage you to go check it out. Who doesn't love The Lion King? And uh, it's, it's a very faithful adaptation. If you were expecting um, a lot to be different, um, you would be disappointed. But hopefully this sets you up for success by letting you know that there's nothing different. Or very little different.
0: So, we saw it in Dolby Vision. We did.
1: Which uh,
0: was pretty Did amazing. you know?
1: Did you know that when you go to a movie theater and you think you're seeing black, you're not seeing black? And that's what Dolby Vision taught me. <laughs> so,
0: I mean, visually, it was just stunning. Um,
1: that's not black. This is black.
0: Um. So, I... I cried and not just like because it's sad I mean just the emotion of seeing a movie that meant so much to me in a new form doesn't detract from the you know classic animated version but I feel like it just gives us another way to celebrate it kind of like how you know Lion King on Broadway you know is the same plot it's probably more different than this is to the animated movie but still I feel like it's just another version of the Lion King and the arsenal you're right. It's very similar, um, and I don't – you know, I kind of think it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't situations where if you changed up too much, you'd be upset because you missed those moments, and people get upset because it's the same thing on the other side. So,
1: Well, and um, I'll say this too. Lion King – and I wish I had the brilliance to include this in my written review, but I missed it. So this is exclusive for the podcast, um, but it's Hamlet it's Hamlet with lions with elements of Bambi Mm -hmm. and you don't not see other productions of Hamlet just because you've seen one, but they're using the same script. So like I would even argue that, you know, it's, it's a different take on Hamlet with lions called the lion King again, using a very similar script. But what (laughs) I did appreciate was there's very few, if any, Lines that are word for word what they were in the animated version, which is not something I can say for Aladdin. Um, and it's one of the things that bugged me about Aladdin a little bit. So I thought that was well done.
0: I, um, To me, it cemented... I mean, I know he's already a Disney legend or, you know, elect or whatever you call it. Um, but to me, John Favreau has earned his place amongst the likes of the Nine Old Men, uh, Tony Baxter and Christina Aguilera. Um. Huh. With, uh, with, huh. I mean, it is the year of Favreau right?
1: Like yeah, it's between
0: he's in Spider-Man Far From Home, he's in uh and, he's doing end The Mandalorian. he's in
1: Endgame game? Yeah. I'll buy yeah. you a lot of cheeseburgers.
0: Yeah, I I think um I think he it won't be a hard selection for who's our laughing place person that year this year.
1: Ooh. So, spoiler killer, alert, right? What's that? And by that you mean Christina Aguilera, right?
0: No. Um, so can we just? Okay, we'll get back to the in a second. But Christina Aguilera is a Disney legend. Does that make sense to anybody?
1: It. Um, if you've been listening for a long time, you know. You know me. You know my pop music tastes, and you know my my top preference. Um, and this, to me, completely invalidates the reward. The award. Now I know that the Disney Legends Award, in essence, is a farce. It was a a Disney Channel gimmick to celebrate the fact that uh, the absent-minded professor was going to make its Disney Channel debut, and they invented the award and gave it to Fred McMurray as the first one, and that's the origin of the Disney Legends ceremony. But since then, it's become a little bit of a prestige thing. It's something of clout, and, you know, say what you will... About two years ago, when Oprah was was given the award, and and whether or not you know she her impact on the Walt Disney Company was significant enough to deserve it. But if you are going to say that somebody who did an end credit song from a film twenty years ago and was a a cast member on a TV show that produced. Arguably more successful and more famous people, I would say that is not a metric for making you a Disney legend. Now, of that group, if any of them is deserving of being a Disney legend for having done more for and with the company than any other, it's Carrie Russell, who was in several Disney films, and Felicity, which was on ABC, I believe. Am no, I but it was, produced by, te- it was, on it was produced by Touchstone Television, yeah. but it was on the WB. I knew it was Disney somehow. So, like, Carrie Russell was on, in fact, longer than Christina Aguilera. Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, they were at the end. They were on for two seasons. Carrie Russell was on for three or four. I don't get it. But anyway, I've always been on the Britney side of the Britney-Christina turf war. And the fact that Britney isn't being inducted at the same time makes me very angry because Britney did have a really amazing Disney Channel concert special when she first came out on the pop scene. The other thing I will say is, you know, sure, they're both sexy pop uh, singer dancers, but Britney's first couple albums were pretty kid friendly. And Christina Aguilera came out the gate singing that you have to rub her the right way and being very provocative. And that was within a year of Reflection coming out. Reflection is technically her first single um, because it predates her RCA um, record release. But I feel like this is such a weird, bad choice. And I'm not convinced that the Disney Legends ceremony now is someone behind the scenes' um desire to meet certain celebrities backstage so weird it's bizarre
0: kyle any thoughts on the disney legend award
2: i think it's still a good thing overall i think it's a little weird to include christina especially since she is a judge on a show that's like a direct competitor to to one on ABC. Yes. Forgot about that. I forgot about her work for the voice.
1: Yes. But... Another point taken against Christina getting the legend award. It should not be done. Also, I will say Britney Spears has a radio Disney. Um, I think it's called the icon award. She's one of only two people to have it. It's pretty rare. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I um, I don't like that Christina Aguilera has a is going to have a Disney trophy that is bigger and better than the um, painted gold vinyl R D. <laughs> so Kyle, Do
0: hey, you watch. haven't seen you haven't seen The Lion King yet. No, uh, presumably
2: no. Bama's army.
0: You're you're, in, there, you're many things, Kyle, but normal is not one of them. um you Do you have thoughts on the movie? I mean, obviously you haven't seen it, but are excited to see it? Do you want to see it?
2: I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, I kind of want to see it because of Favreau, and I'm really excited about the cast. But I can't say that I'm, like, really super enthusiastic. Like, I haven't purchased my opening weekend tickets yet or anything. So it's one of those things that I think I actually have free tickets from D23 that I'll probably cash in for it, but... Yeah,
1: Not- I do want to say my favorite piece of like promo that I've seen so far for it, outside of like of cast interviews and things like that, was fanboy was watching the red carpet and I just happened to walk in the room and I really do love Billy Eichner. I'm a Billy on the Street fan and if you have Hulu, you should check out Difficult People. Um, but the the person interviewing him mentioned that he's on the soundtrack on a track with Beyonce. Because um, he has the intro to "Can You Feel the Love Tonight," and asked how how that what that's like, and he says, "Oh, it must be such an honor for her." And it was so funny. So I want to talk a little bit about Beyonce,
0: and this might get me in trouble, but yeah, you better s- be careful. So be <laughs> so
1: the beehive is uh, going to come after you. That's I her think ante. she did a
0: fine job in the movie. Um, I have no concerns about her performance as Nala. But when I was watching the red carpet, all the host would talk about is Beyonce and every person. What was it like to work with Beyonce? What do you, you know, did you ever see, have a bowel movement with Beyonce? All these things about Beyonce. And then she doesn't even, Beyonce just kind of walks the red carpet through, which many celebrities do, you know, not a big deal, but you had Don Han. uh, and the original directors of the movie and and Brenda Chapman and Disney legends and all she cares about is freaking Beyonce.
1: Well, we've already established the Disney Legend Award is now meaningless.
0: Um <laughs> And I don't but- mean I like, mean I mean like actual Disney legend like Don Hahn's not a Disney legend, but you know you know what I mean. Yeah. Lowercase L. Yeah. Got it. And it was just to me. They, she, they, all they were doing was just overemphasizing one person's contribution to this movie, and it made it. It just made it cheapened Beyonce because it made it feel like stunt casting. And she does a good job in the movie, but that that that's it. She's one of you know an ensemble, and get over yourself. Not that, and she didn't. She didn't beyonce herself didn't wasn't all like it's all about me, but I just felt like that whole the way the hostess of the um red carpet I just think was was just not balanced and it and yeah didn't but pay I tribute mean, enough that the original film
1: beyonce is a a superstar i think of a different magnitude than most celebrities can ever come close to touching um it is i, I don't know why i don't know why it bothered me a little bit but it was weird cuz she like she she isn't doing any promotion for the film like in her contract clearly she got out of doing any Any interviews, she wasn't doing the junket circuit, she got out of doing any of like the late night talk show things. So, like the things that you typically do as an actor in a lead role signed on to a film, um, she is is not contractually obligated for, Um, which I mean seems a little weird. And but but I was looking at her IMDb because I was trying to remember, you know, the last time. I've seen Beyonce in a film and it's been a long time. Was it Foxy Cleopatra*? Patra? Um, well, she's done. A, I mean, gold member was before dream girls, um, which is arguably her biggest hit. She did that Cadillac records movie, but her last film role was also voice work. Um, and this is voice work. Cause it's a live action type film. And it was actually blue skies Epic, which Disney now owns. Hmm. <laughs> So. so
0: future Disney Legend Beyonce is what you're saying
1: so so and and therefore Ergo Beyonce is a much better choice for Disney Legend than Christina Aguilera I would not feel the way I feel about the award in general if Beyonce was receiving it this year she did do an episode of smart Guy back when she was with Destiny's child that was pretty memorable
2: what if? This whole Christina thing was just a tie into Mulan, but it's really a backdoor to induct the entire new uh, MMC because it's know, the thirtieth anniversary. If, if what Brit if that's a surprise comes
1: out and gets her her big legend statue to put on her cute little piano in her foyer? I will um, retract all of the statements I have made, but I doubt that's going I to I won't because that's ridiculous. <laughs> I would love for Brittany to have a Disney legend award for her Disney channel special.
0: So someone who didn't go to the premiere and actually kind of, I mean, it's understandable cause he's 88 years old, uh, was James Earl Jones, who is a true Di- Disney legend. Yeah. And, um,
1: In every sense. Right. And he needs to do something Marvel quick.
0: <laughs> Hurry up, James. You, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do the Disney
1: bingo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you need just check off all my boxes Because he's <laughs> so, done Nat Geo, right? He's narrated Nat- National Geographic before I don't know uh, He's not Morgan Freeman sure. No, but I'm pretty sure he has done a National Geographic Something or other I'm googling James Earl
0: Jones I, I can't imagine James Earl Jones uh, doing voiceover work oh, Really?
1: Africa, the Serengeti Narrated by James Earl Jones
0: there you go i uh i it does bother me a little bit too that uh beyonce got same billing as james l
1: jones yeah well well she does come first under the with section of the titles
0: when it when it's with later is better right
1: yeah it's like it's It's like you you want top billing if you're before the with
0: and second billing or last billing if you're after the with
1: yeah, you want to be the the
2: most, the width of most clout. It was funny also, watching the endgame credits because it was like with this person and with this person and with this person. Yes. <laughs> the, like all the these like, contracts converging I, into one. <laughs>
1: I want to just like have a nest cam in the room with the agents trying to duke out the credit placement.
0: I also want to know and what Seth Rogen did to get second billing on this movie.
1: Hmm. Yes. Yeah, that is interesting because it doesn't go alphabetical. Oh,
0: it goes. Uh, it goes Donald Glover, Seth Rogen, then everyone
2: else. I think you also then... want the as whatever the character name is. Yeah. yeah. Like if you watch Seinfeld, it's all yeah. the other three of them, and it's jo- and Jason Alexander as George. You're like, whoa. Uh, Stanza. I that thought it
0: was is... as Art Vandelay.
2: No, unfortunately, that'd be too clever. <laughs> uh,
0: so, Alex, you got anything more to say about the Lion King? Go see uh, it. Um, yeah, go see it. I enjoy it. I think you will too. So, do we want to talk about the other Disney movie? Kind of.
1: The other Disney movie.
0: Yeah, kind what? of. Depends on how you look at things.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: Spider-Man: Far From Home oh yes and we've all seen this one correct yep so kyle why don't you why don't you share your thoughts
2: i liked it a lot i think i liked it more than homecoming obviously i think all of us had knew some of what was the twists and stuff were gonna happen but i thought they did a really good job doing it and it had some just really cool sequences especially towards the end uh (laughs) without saying much uh and I like that they there was a part in the trailer that I was worried that it was just gonna be a joke in the movie and I'm glad that it was more than that. And then of course the mid credits yeah, specifically the mid credits, the end credit was kinda cool, but the mid credits was uh really exciting. And it leaves oh, yeah. me uh very excited for the future of Marvel. Yeah, I really
0: enjoyed it too. I mean, it didn't take a genius to figure out where the main through line of this movie was gonna be. Uh If you've ever read a comic book. But um I one thing was I uh really enjoyed the uh interaction between Happy and May, which isn't in the comic book, but they kinda added that and I felt I don't know, it just
2: Mappy Filter. What's that? You called it Mappy. Oh yes,
0: Mappy. That's that's my shipping name. Um you know, because Aunt May forever, like has, in film, has been somehow 800 years old, despite the fact she's supposed to be the aunt and not like the great aunt of uh, Peter's parents, of, of Peter. And John Favreau, you know, obviously future Disney legend, uh, is just a lot of fun. So I was, I was glad that somehow, through the grace of whatever, he was able to have time to uh, take on a fairly large role in that movie.
1: I'm just really thrilled that in 2019, we got a remake of the Lizzie McGuire movie with kind of gender-reversed roles. Really appreciated that.
0: (laughs) I also – so there was one Easter egg I was so proud of myself for spotting uh, where they were in front of a subway thing, and it said one, two, three, and then a question mark after the three, and it says, like, we are excited about what's happening next. Which you know is a reference to the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I felt brilliant. You are, you know. I mean, I guess it's exciting. I, I loved, you know. Obviously, they played very well with um, the end of Avengers: Endgame. I was not not I was surprised at how much connections it had to Iron Man and Tony Stark. Uh, didn't see that coming, but um, I guess it's just hard to get suit too excited about the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe without having any idea of where we're going. But um, I guess we'll find out in a couple weeks. Or next week, as the case for me. Or this week, depending on when this gets posted. Um, it's also weird that it's kind of a Disney movie, and but not, and I don't know what to call this. And it might, be, if it's one of the top five movies of the year, can I still say Disney has the top five spots? Even it, though they didn't release it. It
2: was very weird because they put This Sony, even though it was a Sony movie, they had a teaser for it on the re-release of Endgame. And when we went to go see the movie, typically the studio releasing gets two trailers and then they might throw some other relevant ones on there. But they showed two Disney trailers and they didn't show any Sony trailers before the movie. So it was almost like... Oh, really? It was in Columbia in name only, (laughs) practically.
0: (laughs) Asina. Yeah, well, and it's weird because... You know, as Laughing Place, we have a relationship with the Walt Disney Company, but we don't have a relationship with Sony. Just, I mean, just because they only make this is the only connection we have. And so, like, we don't go to a junket. We don't go to an early screening. We don't do any of that stuff for this movie. But, you know, and we didn't even review it because by the time we saw it, you know, everyone had seen it. But it just – Yet, you, when you're watching it, you wouldn't go like, oh, this is cause something completely different. I mean, this movie was far more connected to Disney than uh, Dark Phoenix was, which was actually released by Disney.
1: Yeah, I lump it into kind of this weird category that includes Popeye and Dragon Slayer. <laughs> yeah, well, and I don't know what to do with those movies either. They're they're Disney, but they're not,
0: but they are. We need, we need to buy Paramount next just to clear this all up.
1: We need to start including um, Olive Oil's He's Large on Disney playlists.
0: But it, I think By Disney, Disney legend
1: Sally Duvall.
2: I
0: think it's hard I, It's hard for me to remember how I felt about Homecoming, but I think the action sequences maybe probably put this ahead of it for me. I, the Mysterio stuff I just thought was pretty cool.
2: And it showed the future of Disney entertainment at the parks. That's uh, true.
1: We got a a sneak peek at some upcoming projection mapping technology.
2: (laughs) That they patented many years ago by this point. oh, I thought you were going to talk
0: about red car trolley, boys. Um, No. So so that's movies that are out, and you've probably already seen. But we got some new trailers uh, recently, including a new trailer for Maleficent, Mistress of Evil.
1: Maleficent?
0: Does anyone care? Is is this like the movie that... Millicent? Is this a movie that nobody's going to watch?
1: I am going to watch it because I love Michelle Pfeiffer. That's what I'm excited for. I have not seen the new trailer, though. Um, Can anyone recap it for me? Give me the beats.
2: I don't know. I only went through it enough to screenshot it so I could post the article.
1: I I saw an image of Angelina Jolie in, like, a cream-colored version of the suit. That's the screenshot I took. (laughs) It was not pretty.
0: It's it's more that brooding maleficent garbage. I don't know what I don't know. I just don't care.
1: I just love Michelle Pfeiffer. From Ant-Man Fame. Of Ant-Man Fame, yes. She is in Avengers Endgame. Yes, she is. As long as with uh, future only, Disney Legend John Favreau. She is the only lead cast member of Batman Returns not to be featured in Dumbo. <laughs> She may. (laughs) Yet,
0: yet, everyone from Batman Returns is in a subpar
1: Disney live-action film in 2019, (laughs) based on a classic animated property. Watch Maleficent 2 be like one of the best films of the year. I mean, I hope it is. I hope it's good.
0: I don't want to dislike it. They're just not doing anything to convince me to see it. Besides the fact that you know, I see everything,
1: but that's an Idina Menzel song. For anyone who Is knows, it? It, it's, yeah, it's not on. It's it's from her pre-Disney days. Or actually, Ew. I think her it's from her Warner Brothers, her first Warner Brother um, album, which I think came out after Enchanted. But it was really like carrying on the Alphaba success train. She had, like, a pop version of Defying Gravity on it. But, um, you know, look up Adina Menzel's I See Everything and uh, play it in the background of this podcast right now.
0: The other trailer that we got is actually for... It's the first trailer. came out during the um, Women's uh, World Cup final, but for uh, Mulan, the live-action adaptation of that film.
1: Now, for those of you... Who- saying that you're not excited about Lion King because it is exactly like the animated film. I hope you're also not the same people crying foul that Mulan is so different from it. <laughs> yeah, that's so it's the curse a curse of Disney fan, right? Camps. If that's the same camp, we have a big problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, you know, one thing that I wasn't aware of until I went to China was, I know it was based on a sort of a Chinese folklore, but I didn't realize how big a part of the culture it was for them, that story. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this seems a little, obviously a little bit more authentic, um, In as far as I can tell, as someone who knows nothing about Mulan except-
1: Well, um, I was in middle school when the animated feature came out. And I remember then reading an article in one of my mom's many, many magazines, cause she subscribed to everything um about the fact that China was really like the the people of China were really unhappy by the the treatment of the story in the film. And so, you know, knowing that when I knew they were adapting it, I was kind of curious to see what they were going to do. And I think it's really cool that they've gone a more respectful route. I think having Disney as the the company making it is going to make it fair a lot better, but I do remember within the past 15 years or so there was a live action uh, film about Pocahontas, or maybe John Smith was the star. I want to say it had um, what's his name, Colin Farrell as John Smith. Is is, is this real? Am I am I kazaming this? I wouldn't know. I'm googling, but but it didn't do well. It flopped. Yes, it was called The New World. It came out in 2005, and um you know it was basically the same story uh, kind of based on the myth that that Pocahontas and John Smith had any kind of a love affair i think historians have proven that didn't happen um you know but that came out and and did nothing and um you know i think had any other studio done Mulan even culturally sensitive i don't think it would do as well as it's going to do in Disney's hands. But I'm excited for it. I know a lot of people are upset that that it has no Mushu, um, and that they've made the statement that it doesn't include any of the songs, and also it doesn't include Li Shang. Uh, um, but I'm excited for it. I, I think it's going to be great. I almost see this one less as an animated to live-action remake and more of just as a, a different interpretation of the tale. And I kind of looked at... Tim Burton's *Alice in Wonderland* that way as well. That *Alice in Wonderland* it didn't scream Disney animated feature turned live action. It really felt like you know somebody was very inspired by the Lewis Carroll books and the Tenniel drawings, and kind of made something new based on that.
0: Kyle, what do you think of *Mulan*?
2: I liked the trailer. Um, I nothing really stood out except for the more you know action centric tone instead of any comedy or songs although they do kind of allude to a song um but yeah i mean i didn't feel really strongly one way or the other it definitely of of the recent live actions it probably got the most of my attention that i can think of like usually i I, i've seen trailers and either just not been interested or been actively uninterested um and i felt like this one was definitely one that i would be more inclined to see
0: well, and you know, it's interesting is because in the sort of public square, which is I get more and more frustrated with every time every day because they don't know what they're talking about. You know, they lump all these Disney live action remakes, which there are tons of. And there's no dying that. But they all lump them together like they're all the same things. Dumbo is very different in terms of how it deals with the original material than the Lion King is. Even the Lion King. Is very different than John Trevor's jungle book was compared to the original Disney's jungle book. You know, it so uh they're not doing a one size fits all on these kinds of things. And which I appreciate because if they tried to do Dumbo as they did uh The Lion King, I just don't think that would work. But and I don't think anyone was like really yearning for a bold new reinterpretation of the Lion King either. So, you know, I, I like this one might get a shot just because it's perhaps maybe not plot wise because Dumbo's plot's pretty different, but definitely in terms of tone, this one seems very far removed from the animated feature, but I mean, we'll see. We got some time to worry about it.
1: Well, and looks can be deceiving. Like I'm not convinced that frozen two is going to be as, as epic and action heavy as the trailers make it seem.
0: Yeah. And animation, those animation trailers are always so far off. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, because they're usually done very early into production. Uh, Sometimes they're just done as like a fancy animation test, um, as was the case of the original Frozen. And so I don't know. I just feel like live action tends to be a little bit more accurate to the tone of the movie than animation is. But I mean, you know, a good movie is a good movie, a bad movie is a bad movie. And, you know, there's, you can conjecture all you want until we see it. Disney does not is not a company that puts everything in the ads you know they they're they've been really successful at keeping secrets and
1: except back max Keeble's big move gave
0: everything well, ex- okay i would say in the last you know 20 years um you're and... a smart boy
1: max Keeble, but so am
0: i okay raise your hand well it's a podcast but send us an email, podcast at laughingplace if you actually remember Max Keeble's big move
2: I remember the trailer and you'll be but I didn't actually you'll see be
0: it. like one of like five people. It was a decom that they, they decided
1: to make into a feature. McDougal is my name I like a smoggy bog
2: didn't James Gunn have something a to do a game with, that?
1: with your favorite Highland frog did James Gunn have something to do with
0: Max Cable's Big Move oh, I'm I thought Googling so because I thought James that was
2: like part Gunn of the thing he got in trouble for
1: Max
2: not like Should making James Gunn
1: had been movie? fired for his James Gunn fired by Disney story from the set of Max Cable's Big Move where a monkey oh I'm not going to repeat it but you can <laughs> google it <laughs> You've got resources. Just Google James Gunn, Max Keeble, K E E B L E, but you should know how to spell it if you're a true diehard Disney fan. Are you Disney fan shaming people? I am. I am shaming. I'm. I'm fan shaming. What's your level of fandom? Spell Keeble for me. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> who's your favorite disney verna felton what's the other option i don't know i feel like there's got to be another
0: i i went into a tirade with doobie the owner of laughing place uh when christina aguilera uh got uh the disney legend award and and verna felton
1: still does not have a disney legend award that is a huge disservice (laughs) how is this Uh, happening I don't know. Yeah, I think Verna Felton is the only Disney Verna So there's really only one answer. But if you <laughs> so, don't know if you don't know Verna Felton and, and, and which characters she has voiced, I am a Disney fan shaming you. So somehow I
0: need to find a way to bring John Favreau into our conversation of the return of the Main Street Electrical Corporate.
1: Uh, I got nothing. There's not any jungle books characters in it even. Um, uh,
0: John Favreau, Chef, Shithura, Cowboys, Aliens. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm out.
2: That,
1: there's that, like, couples retreat movie.
2: I know. I got it. Got it? He was, he wrote Swingers, and now we're going to get back the Spinning Turtles.
0: <laughs> there you go. Kyle wins. Different
1: kind of swingers.
0: So um is everyone ready for a swinging good time with the turn of return of the main street electrical parade to disneyland park again i like i love
1: the twitter memes where it's like nobody colon nothing absolutely nobody colon nothing disneyland you guys want to see the main street electrical parade again that's
2: how it kind of feels. The best one I've seen was actually a Photoshop of from the Jurassic Park scene with uh, Newman. He's like, "Hey, we got the Return of the Main Street oh, yeah. Parade. See, nobody cares." <laughs> By
1: day, I saw a Dotson at the Oakland Airport the other night. He was walking towards me, and I whispered to Fanboy, and I said, "Dotson, we got Dotson here." And then I had to point
0: out that he wasn't actually talking about Dotson. Because oh, the guy looked like Wayne Knight, not that other guy
1: I still was, you know That was what instantly came to mind He was wearing a Hawaiian shirt and everything So,
0: What's like the name that. of Wayne Knight's character in Jurassic Park? Ned.
1: Ned The guy who gets shot with the poison Ned Landry nah, uh, uh. He didn't say the magic word uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh-huh. we, Um. By the way, if you know anyone in IT That's a big deal to them And they might even have that as their screensaver
0: so, um, I've, is that connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or is it just a coincidence?
1: The hold on is, to your butts. Uh, yeah. On your butts. Um, yeah, that was uh, Nick Fury, at, at, like undercover. I could see that because you know they're building the dinosaurs. MCU. And there's dinosaurs in the MCU, aren't there? Like, there's that. That, that is it, Freeform or Hulu show, with the dinosaur.
0: Oh, yeah, Runaways, old lace. There you go. It's all connected.
2: And Star-Lord trains uh, the raptors. Yes! Yeah,
0: and somehow this is connected to the Lego movie as well. Because, you know, they make Marvel sets.
1: And everything is awesome.
0: Everything is cool when you're part of a team. So, culture, <laughs> so the yeah. Electrical Parade is coming back, and I don't think a single person in this world cares.
1: But they'll care when it's glowing away again, right? Well,
0: everyone only cares about things when they go away. For example, uh, last time I was at DCA, I noticed that nobody cared about the Red Car Trolley Newsboys.
1: But there were people watching?
0: Like, three. And, And I would like to point out that the Red Car Trolley Newsboys didn't have a Red Car Trolley.
1: They didn't? And
0: the time I'm going, as I go, I can't believe this show has lasted seven years. Because unlike they? other atmosphere entertainment, it's the same thing eight times a day. It's not like you have different sets. like
1: charter airlines.
0: that lasted like two months, but loved it. Like, <laughs> That you know, it's a suitcase and a dream has been going on for far too long. You can dream uh, it. You can do it.
2: Wrapped up and sees uh-huh. it.
1: Do they bring their suitcases, at least, if they don't have the red car trolley to transport them? Yeah, because they have them? to
0: stand on them so you can see them because they don't have a trolley
1: to stand on. And they're so short.
0: So so uh, they announced that that's glowing away. In addition, the dancers uh, at the Lion King show at DCA are also glowing away.
1: There were dancers in
0: that show? Well So here's the thing that I brought up. When we saw it, the dancers are in front of the stage. And so if you're sitting where we sat, you can't tell that there's dancers because you can't see the base of the stage.
1: Oh, all so, I can see where the people standing on stage, like, half-enthused about it. That so, is not a good show. So I a like bucket, if you're don't
0: cut budget, cut budget from things you can't see from the audience, unless you're, like, in the front row. So, I mean, obviously there's a lot of conversation going around about, like, you know, is Disneyland in trouble, Disneyland's not as crazy nuts as people thought it was going to be. Is this the end of the world? But um, you know, whenever something is, people say, Yeah,
1: D-. that show's not
0: good. Kyle, do you have any are, are you uh, sitting vigil for the Red Car Trolley Boys?
2: I mean, it's a cute show and it was exciting for its time and it's, I mean, I think it's, it was a good use of I guess I wasn't even technically that attract. Well, no, it was the attraction because it was sometimes a real car, but it was its own its own dedicated car. It's a whole thing. Anyway, I liked it. It's definitely run its course though. Especially like if they don't have a red card trolley, then it's just awkwardly in that corner in front of. Well, so like, well, where five and dime is. It's a so, the deal.
1: They're just not. They're not like running budget for the red card trolley. Th- it's no. Uh, the red card trolley is
0: closed for refurbishment. I mean, as part uh, of the development oh. of. Um,
1: so, because one thing, probably. one thing I read, and this was through a tweet uh, with no source, so I don't know if this is true, but maybe one of you do. But what they said was they were they were very concerned because the operating budget for the red car trolley attraction is split fifty fifty between attractions and entertainment. Do you know if that's true? I I don't know, but right Does now there's no red car that? trolley. Right, but like, does that make sense that because entertainment is using it as a showpiece, like that yeah, it's I mean, yeah, I don't know. Fifty fifty makes sense. budget. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if fifty fifty makes sense. Because do you think that affects the the longevity of the red car trolley operating? We've got the dormant Toontown one sitting no. there waiting for people to come fistfight around it.
0: I mean, I don't think I don't think it's gonna move the needle one way or the other. Okay.
1: That was my only concern. Otherwise, I mean, I've I've already lost my favorite Disney California Adventure um, street show. So over it, which was Minnie's Fly Girls Pan Am Crossover Spectacular <laughs> in Condor Flats.
0: Kyle, do you have a favorite in the history of DCA Atmosphere Entertainment show that you miss?
2: Um, do Suburban Legends playing at ESPN count?
0: yes absolutely
2: <laughs> wow what happened to suburban legends i haven't heard that name in they're years. at Knotts this summer really yeah no they still play <laughs> uh, they still play does. downtown disney every once in a while but yeah i guess they're playing Knotts a couple weekends this summer
0: that's crazy like it's it's benny hin and the hin bennies and uh, <laughs>
2: suburban legends i'm trying to think <laughs> of a real answer for your for your thing though i don't know i ha- i don't know if i've paid enough what kind of other stuff do they have
1: i guess they had like yeah, a like a, they hill, had, not like a hillbilly
2: tron- band but they had like some sort of uh band with like uh
1: they did that electronic style, fiddle uh, and stuff over they by did the mad tea it? party
2: mad tea party god
1: they did that <laughs> and that <flurb>. was over
2: <laughs> man so many people excited about show. a cover band I, I i mean i say this as someone <laughs> who just praised suburban legends but they do mostly original songs with some disney covers but yeah i never understood what people loved about mad tea party so much like people were legit obsessed
1: yeah well, i, think I, li- just I like, liked, like i like the laser man was cool uh, but i think it was very much the novelty of like having a dance party in the middle like an adult oriented dance party in the middle of the park but i think it wore itself thin i mean they they brought back mad tea party several times and finally people were like we're done We're over
2: it i think it was just the yeah. twice because they had did freeze the night for a while and then they brought it back for the the diamond manatee party yeah <laughs> yeah <What> <laughs> was <laughs> weird about electronica is they still showed the movie preview for like well after the movie was released
1: they did
2: didn't they i guess they were hoping people would still i
1: think they were just like hey did you guys actually see tron because the numbers say you didn't but you're here
0: I went on a cruise right after um, I want to say *Wrinkle in Time* came out, and he goes, you know, it was like it was like maybe two or three weeks. And the cruise director says, "Oh, and then on Wednesday we're going to show a *Wrinkle in Time*, and if you haven't seen it already, and according to the box office, you haven't." <laughs> Ouch, that's a burn. It, it got, got to hundred eventually.
1: It <laughs> did actually. I was mainly I remember line that- in particular. When the home video came out, and I like went to look at it, I, like because I was I was at the time like I think this was the biggest Disney flop of the year, um, but then I looked at the numbers and and nay nay that credit belongs to Nutcracker. No,
0: that that was a bomb. And they knew it too. <laughs> they knew going into it it was going to be a bomb. They there was did. like no premiere, no junket.
1: <laughs> well, well. So my understanding with Nutcracker is none of the cast was contractually obligated to do anything for it by that point because it had been delayed past the like the period in their contract of having to promote it because it was like a full year delayed.
0: Oh, was a year delayed? I was like gonna say. Would they yeah, expect it was. To come supposed,
1: out in February. It was supposed to come out winter. 2017 and then they like massively overhauled and retooled it went into some of the biggest um, I think rewrites reshoots of a Disney movie that I'm aware of and like I know someone who's who saw a um, a, an edit of it back in 2017 and compared it to the the 2018 version they said there was a whole character cut out played by a fairly well-known comedian British actress who was like Sugar Plum's little like angel devil on her shoulder, who's completely missing in the final film.
0: Also, but I guess we should probably go with the biggest park news of the week. They announced the opening of Rise of the Resistance attraction at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It's gonna open December 5th at Disney's Hollywood Studios and then open mid-January at Disneyland. So despite the fact Disneyland uh, had the land open first the land will be for lack of a better word, complete at Disney World before it's done at Disneyland and I actually knew this was going to happen, um, I couldn't sell anybody thing, so it's not a super surprise to me but
1: uh, well, la da
0: no, well you were there when I found out so yes. um... <laughs>
1: I'm just kidding you. <laughs> um, you sounded real highfalutin
0: well, I'm not there's no one less highfalutin than... I mean, there's no one lessfalutin than me. Christina um, Aguilera. Oh, that's a good point. I deserve to be a Disney Legend more than Christina Aguilera. Uh, which does not mean to say I deserve to be a Disney Legend. I'm just saying Christina Justin either. Uh, what? I don't even know what to make of this. First of all, it's not opening... You know, They used to say later this year, and it is not opening later this year it is at Disneyland. It is opening next year at Disneyland. And... I don't like. I almost wonder if, like, maybe it's not. You know, are we sure the state's gonna happen?
1: (laughs) What do you think is happening? Or can you even comment on that? Do you just know?
0: No, if I knew, I could probably couldn't comment, but I honestly don't know. Okay. Um, I haven't asked, and I kind of don't want to know. I feel like that's not gonna make me happy. (laughs) Um. So, but
1: do you think there's some kind of technology or something that's harder to produce, or that they had to redo, and they know they can get one done in time? before the big holiday season at Disney World which is more of a revenue stream than than the holiday season at Disneyland. I don't
0: know I almost think they just don't want it to open at the holidays at Disneyland cuz I can't conceive that the couple weeks it's going to be is really a game changer in terms of getting something done. Okay. Um, especially
1: well, that makes on sense, this. Because at Disney World, Hollywood Studios is no longer the like Christmas central destination that it once was. Right. So, like, if you're going for the holidays, you know, Magic Kingdom and Epcot have a lot more to offer in terms of, of celebration. And so this now gives you, you know, a bigger reason to hoof it over to DHS, despite having little else to do. But I
0: just, I hope that they didn't lower the scope of the ride in order to meet the deadline. I mean... Maybe they have to, and that's sad. But I hope that this isn't, you know, they finally cut in their losses on getting something to work that they really wanted to work. Mm-hmm. But I don't know.
1: Well, Disney World is the place to um, skimp and, and just not run an effect for 20 years, like the um, Look Who Made It Back with You on Dinosaur. Yep, that's still that. Has that ever worked? It, I, I that... my understanding is it pseudo worked. Before the park opened, I know someone who was test and adjust and remembers um, seeing like an unconvincing dinosaur in the mirror.
0: Because I've never seen it.
1: I mean, not that I'm I've an never expert seen. it. I don't I've think never it's been seen long, it on like since ninety seven. But right. um, but I know someone who who recalls it, and I know someone who also got to experience the safari pre open and remembers the original feeding troughs, which were pulled before any guests non-cast (laughs) member guests saw them do you you want to explain what those were i don't know if it well they wanted it to look like a real savannah and let's just say if you saw carnivores eating they were eating out of what appeared to be a a non-carnivores carcass so let's just say the lions have some some food in a in a place that they can go get it, and it looked like it was coming from a hollowed-out zebra, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> something like that. Maybe <laughs> not that exactly, but something like it. Was or the, maybe that it, exactly. You never know. I want. I bet you that's in a warehouse, like, and it's the hatbox ghost is like deep in a corner and no one knows it's there. So there's like, ah, we don't know what happened to the hatbox ghost, but it's behind all these zebra troughs.
0: That'd be like a great Disney Plus series, like the hidden archives, like Indiana Jones style of Disney.
1: Yes.
2: Well, they have that warehouse. That's the one and thing I we mean, learned from the last know. return of the Main Street Electrical Parade is that there is a big warehouse where they and keep a bunch really of cool warehouse.
1: They... Oh. And it's so clean. And it's remember, uh, just like and rem-
0: Disney do, you, do you remember when they had that commercial and Bob Chapek was like, "Oh, and that's not the end of this. You know, you'll see this warehouse again." Uh-huh. And I don't think I've ever seen it
2: again.
1: No, and they and even took was...
2: down the original ad from YouTube.
1: It was not the first, nor will it be the last time. They me.
0: took down the ad from YouTube.
1: Pi- yeah, because I went to go embed
2: yeah. it in our story for the electrical parade, and it was not there. I mean, there might be a That's copy so of it somewhere, but the original one that yeah. we embedded is not there.
1: Wow. wonder what There's got to be a story there, huh? It's a Kazam kind of group thing. It didn't happen.
0: I'm pretty sure this happened.
2: We have screenshots. So I included a- those instead.
0: They uh, they were going to give us an interview with the people that made the commercial, and then they didn't. And we were kept waiting. Okay.
1: <laughs> they were going to, but then they didn't. They did <laughs> not.
0: Uh, well, you know, I said this was the biggest Disney news, but maybe there's bigger Disney news. A permit was pulled for a walkway connecting the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom.
1: Uh-huh. Was it, like, a steep arch that still allows the electric water pageant to get through? Well, that's my question. That's why you can't walk from the Grand Flirty into the Magic Kingdom. They make you think you can. They're, people bought stones on a path right. that seems like, like it's going that way. The walk of almost magical memories. Uh, See, yeah, the people like, who go
0: is there a drop there. They up, they're going to do? Or, what? Or, for,
1: or move the water pageant? Um they could use move the water pageant i hope they don't cut the water pageant and you know despite the fact that the electrical parade is coming back and nobody cares i will dare say i hope the water pageant never changes i love that it is eternally stuck in 1992 (laughs) 90 wasn't it 96
0: wasn't it for the 25th anniversary
1: I don't remember when they updated it. I remember it before there was Little Mermaid music in it. And then I remember when they added the Little Mermaid music. And that's the last change I know of. But I I love it. And I think of it anytime I hear Walk the Dinosaur. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Yeah, that show has not evolved. It has Pete's Dragon music in
0: it. It needs to to be. And like all Disney shows from the '70s, ends with a glorious patriotic finale. So, I, I, I wonder, like, does this mean all the annual pass holders are not going to park at the Grand Floridian and walk over? Or are they going to actually be able to control this? I'm like, um,
1: They, the they are not, because have you ever actually parked at the Grand Floridian? It is not a fun experience.
0: That, oh, yeah, like across the street.
1: Yeah, you are not, you will not do that over contemporary or Pollination. In fact, I would. I would actually argue it's the one monorail line resort where it's just easier to go to the TTC. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> just park in your hero or villain, and and tram and vote or monorail or a bus, weather permitting. We-
0: weather, uh, weather necessitating. Weather
1: necessitating. <laughs> It's my favorite thing when you're like, "Oh, are we gonna monorail or are we gonna boat? Oh, neither. We're gonna bus."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Kyle, out of the three things we talked about—the electrical, per- uh, four things: electrical parade, a rise of the resistance, the closure of the red car trolley boys, and uh, the pathway to from Magic Kingdom to Grand Floridian. What are you most excited about?
1: I mean, it's not I- even a real question. Can I add one thing that I feel like is missing from the list? I don't think we've talked about it. What's that? A little bit of, um, shall we say, classic Americana tastes coming to Epcot.
0: Oh, the A Regal. A certain
1: land restaurant in World Showcase becoming um, more, more better, for lack of better words.
0: So here's the thing. They're calling it the Regal Eagle, right? Yes. Regal to me means royalty. Is that not fair?
2: That's yeah. definitely fair.
0: So, would it does it make sense for a colonial American experience to be based
1: on royalty? Does
0: I guess it make colonial
1: is the sense for that it. same establishment to be based on southern barbecue. I did see a fan graphic that where it was like Sam Eagle on the sign. And I would, I would accept that. Yeah. No offense taken. And, um, as an, as a, 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 blue-blooded American and... <laughs> and as a blue-blooded American, <laughs> <laughs> red-blooded, what are you supposed to be? Red-blooded. Blue-blooded means like you're Royal. Oh, I just know blue-blooded from Mary Poppins without any context. Um, <laughs> so as a red-blooded American, um, Likes nice barbecue. I, uh, I'm just excited because that restaurant has always been like, I don't know, the the like non-name brand food option in a food court at a mall. Like it's over in the corner. The fluorescent lights are flickering. You've never heard of that before, but it's burgers. And like, when I'm going through World Showcase, that's the last place I'm likely to go to get any food and i'm excited that well, now it's it gives you like an actual reason. i wonder if it'll still be the place to go for the kosher meals. well, well here's a question for you. what
0: what which closure are you more excited about? Uh, the liberty inn or electric umbrella?
1: um i'm more excited about liberty inn. i quite like electric umbrella and you know what's weird to me is I know they're doing a lot of changes up there but the 90s are so in right now and <laughs> I can't think of anywhere else in Disney World that is like completely untouched since 94 or 6 or whenever that was done. Um, it is exactly as it was save for I think the digital screens.
0: I'm, I'm sad about the closure of Club Cool.
1: That is, that is sad. I will say like it's it's bittersweet, but at the very <laughs> least, as long as it doesn't close. Are you talking like about Beverly? Beverly? Like Beverly, it's bittersweet. Um, but as long as it doesn't close, you can still kind of replicate that experience at the Coke um, experience in Disney Springs. Well, and I
0: really supposedly like. Supposedly, they are gonna bring elements of the of Coke Cool to other parts. Of, Which means uh,
2: they're gonna sell soda.
1: Well, <laughs> they. They, does anyone remember Ice Station Cool before Club Cool? Yes, with the creepy caveman and the yep. little digger. Why was he driving that? I Why don't. was he driving the like excavation machine? What's the story? <laughs> so I, rem- I remember I was at
0: the opening ceremony for Club Cool. It was because they, cl- they cl- closed Ice Station Cool and they reopened it as Club Cool. And I was at the opening. It was like my first opening ceremony at, at uh, when I was at Walt Disney World.
1: Did they get a celebrity to officiate? No. <laughs> I don't even think they got Mickey, if I remember right. Not even like Polly Shore from Encino Man? Because <laughs> He wasn't doing anything by then. He was available. They got Bill Nye to officiate the opening of Ellen's Energy Adventure. Really? Was Ellen not-, not available? Um, Ellen was disinvited. It's some, some real Disney tea if you want to go look into it <laughs> so uh what
2: else is there
0: kyle you're you're the you're the uh chronicler of disney um ghost ghost galaxy's not
2: coming back this year oh that's right
0: is that another edition but is this the edition by subtraction podcast
2: i know so many people are complaining
1: about it but i hate ghost galaxy with a fiery passion
2: it's actually pretty split like you have a lot of people going no like the initially people are like no no and then a lot of them are like yes i can't stand it and then another set of people are like eh, i'll miss it a little bit but the original's better anyway and i'm like well there's still yeah. no guarantee we're getting the original back so Gosh.
1: <laughs> if i'm going to disneyland i don't care what time it is that thing better be either classic michael Aquino space mountain or hyperspace i will accept um,
2: rock and space mountain
1: I never got to do it, and I do love Red Hot Chili Peppers, and it is a big disappointment in my life that I never got to make it out for that.
0: What about Dick Dale Space Mountain?
1: Um, that I never got to do. My first Disneyland visit was in two thousand four, and it was closed for the big refurbishment to, I think, become what it is today. It was gold, though. The exterior was gold when I first
2: gold Jerry gold make a gold gold. you might
0: not get ghost galaxy but they guess get to see halloween screams
2: yes which it took me so long to figure out that oh of course because the party's moving to dca so i was like oh so they're only going to have pyro on certain nights so i was like okay so they'll definitely have pyro on the party nights and then maybe on the weekends and i'm like um there is no parties there are no parties well and also they're not this doing parties that...
1: the parties are at california adventure
2: the parties are at california adventure i was okay. thinking that there was and going isn't to be that where
1: they started them like they used to be at california adventure
2: yes okay um
0: and then but it sounds like they're adding projection mapping to um halloween screams
2: well they had some projections before it's been a long time since i've seen it because I haven't. They had a the little bit, but
0: that. not enough that you would want to see the show without pyro.
1: I just can't believe the biggest mouse planet or mouse—the biggest mouse party on the planet—ended in like three months. The year-long celebration that lasts three months.
0: It lasted. Didn't it last five months?
1: I only January, got to see. May. I I got to see the fireworks once, and like, from the way end of Main Street, so barely
0: well if you if you want to hear the song you can still go to uh either on a disney cruise or you can go to the move it shake it whatever mouse Kid dance it street party at disney magic Kingdom,
1: or you can go to apple music or pandora
0: <laughs> or you can go on my phone so uh next week is comic-con End up with the comics. It's the first Comic-Con since Disney has owned 21st Century Fox, which has made planning our coverage a lot more difficult. But uh, the big headline presentation will be Saturday night, Hall H, Marvel Studios. Let's find out what the heck is happening, whether it's movies, Disney+, hopefully we'll have some idea of what's going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe Saturday night. So our plan is is, uh, Jeremiah... We'll be in the hall reporting on it, and the hope is that we'll do a podcast Saturday night and share our thoughts on what the future of Marvel Cinematic Universe is, as well as Comic-Con this year basically is over Saturday night. There's no major Disney panels on Sunday, so we might wrap up uh, our conversation about the rest of Comic-Con as well and whatever else has been announced or screened or done. In,
1: In the whole entire company, there's nothing relevant going on on Sunday?
0: No, there's one Floyd Norman presentation about Floyd Norman talking about his non Disney work.
1: That's about Whoa. as Disney as you
0: get. <laughs>
1: That's bizarre. Usually there's like a DuckTales or. or yeah, something. well,
0: it's Sunday's like traditionally Kids' Day. Now, Sunday's lighter than the other days, and it's Kids' Day. So, like in the past, they've done like Disney Channel cartoons or I'm surprised Tangle like...
1: the Series isn't taking their planned D23 Expo presentation there since D23 Expo snubbed them.
0: So I don't know what's going on there, but, uh, yeah, so we'll talk comic-con next week, but before we wrap this sort of rambling edition of the laughing boys podcast, uh, Kyle, you got anything you want to share? Uh,
2: yeah. Christy Carlson Romano of Disney channel (laughs) fame has a cooking show that she started on her YouTube channel a few weeks ago, and it's actually been pretty fun. Her first guest was Will Friedle and they made a knocko. And then she had ooh, the brother ooh, from Evan, uh, not from Even Stevens, because that would be Shia LaBeouf. She Shia had a brother from. um uh, a yeah, Nice? <laughs> no. Uh, from Lizzie McGuire on. And then it looks oh. like just as as we're recording this, she just posted one with uh, Mara Wilson. So oh, wow. she's had some pretty fun guests. And uh, yeah, so I'd recommend can,
0: it. Can I ask a question? Sure. Uh, when she was cooking with uh, Wilfred Dow from Kim Possible. Did she remember that she was incompossible with Will Ferdell? Or did they have like a whole Gwyneth Paltrow, John Favreau situation?
2: Oh, no, she definitely remembered. And they're also both on Big Hero 6. Or- really? What's he, on?
0: What's he in Big Hero 6?
2: I don't know if it's premiered yet. It's probably on the next season. Oh, okay. I did only you, know did you see I that. Mentioned.
0: Did you see that, Alex, where uh, Gwyneth Paltrow forgot that she was in Spider Man?
1: I heard about it, I didn't see
2: it. It's on Chef Show. It's on Netflix, the new Disney Legend, John, Disney Legend Elect John Favreau's show.
0: Because hmm. because everything in this podcast must ha- somehow connect to John Favreau. It's all connected. Hashtag. check. Alex, you got anything?
1: Um, I I just recommend you know now that now that we know what we know that you go and and listen to "Dirty" by Christina Aguilera, Disney Legend. i have,
0: I have a question. How does "Dirty" by Christian Aguilera connect to John Favreau?
2: And they're both Disney legends. Good point. Um, actually, I have one. So there, "Dirty" came on the radio yesterday. I was on the way home, and Whoa. I sent a picture to you guys. A
1: radio station is still playing "Dirty."
2: It was Pop Two K. I'm serious. Um, oh, no. <laughs> but anyway, so it came on, and I'm like, I know this song, and I realized that I never actually really listened to the real one. I only heard a cover and the cover mashes it up with bootylicious by destiny's child with Beyonce yeah, right. who stars in yeah. the lion King directed wow. by John Favreau.
1: So she's like one degree separated <laughs> basically like Ke- before the Disney legends ceremony where they will be inducted together. I feel like John Favreau is the new Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Probably. He retweeted an article of mine once, so I feel like we're BFFs, and he knows who I am. Probably not. That was a great article though about how they brought Fantasound to Jungle Book. I'm I was bummed. I was waiting for it at the end of Lion King to see if the Fantasound logo was there, and it, it is not. But oh well, he did it. Once. I am really
0: excited to see because you remember how John Favreau was supposed to do that Magic Kingdom movie, and then he did Cowboys and Aliens, and they're like, uh oh, maybe we don't want to be in business with John Favreau. And then, then. <laughs> uh, so Blush. like I'm really curious as to what he's gonna I know like Jungle Book 2 is technically some in development but what's he gonna do next after Mandalorian hopefully it's Disney hopefully but he's I mean so he has a Netflix show he's has a movie coming out he is working on a TV series for Disney Plus that man is and he was in Spider-Man and Avengers Endgame that man I mean, has been sweet. busy
1: Although I'm convinced with Lion King, since there was no set to be on, I'm convinced that he, like, could watch dailies from anywhere. But still,
0: it takes time.
1: It does take time.
0: Okay, guys. Well, uh, we'd like to thank John Favreau for being a Disney legend.
1: Yeah, uh, we'd like we... to not thank Christine. Anyway.
0: <laughs> What's her thing? Doesn't she have, like, a, a fan name? Like, Does she? I don't feel like she's of that clout. Is, but is, doesn't she have something where it begins with an X?
2: Was, no, well, she was she going by Xtina for a
1: while. Xtina, yeah. What do Christina Aguilera fans call themselves? Question? John Bevere. There's not a name for them. I have a question. Which tells so, you everything. I have
0: a question. So Justin Bieber fans are believers, right? Yes. One Direction fans are Directioners. Yep. Star Trek fans are Trekkies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Trekkers. What are Disney fans called?
1: Uh it's gross, but Disney Files is kind of the generally accepted term. But it sounds gross. It sounds wrong. <laughs> we need a new thing. Um I love that demi Lovato fans call themselves Lovatics.
0: What do John Favreau fans call themselves? I don't know.
1: Swingers. We should make it up.
0: Swingers, that's
1: that's it. So <laughs> John Favreau <Evro's> swingers.
0: <laughs> so from from us the three of us swingers to all of you swingers, uh we'd like to thank John Favreau for being around and making all the Disney content in twenty nineteen. And we will see you from Comic Con.